Mr. Arthur, we're back for an even dozen of the Talking Doves podcast. This is Ryan. I am kind of not sleepy. And this is Mr. Arthur. How are you, Mr. Arthur? I'm here. You are here. Well, it sounds like you're popular. Your phone seems to be uh, ringing off the hook today. My phone? Yeah. My phone always rings off the hook. I am popular. Well, good. Good to hear it. I'm not. So here we go. We are looking at our rundown tonight. And the first thing I wanted to do, Mr. Arthur, I really like giving this feedback at the beginning. I, uh, are you okay if we start with a little feedback from last week? Let's do it. All right. So feedback from last week. Uh, I'm looking at all the responses. I like that several of our kids, uh, somewhere in there, they uh, they thought that we really pushed the, the point of they need to be themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if they were just assuming that we said that. Or if we did say it, it's kind of hard to tell with these. I don't know if we said it last week. We've definitely mentioned that in quotes a couple of times. You know, I think that's really uh, something that we strive to really show them every week. Yeah. Um, do you have anything in particular you want to talk about? Well, I had a couple of different um, questions that I asked my students this week. And one of them was, why do you enjoy this class or FFA? And I had two really excellent responses that I wanted to share. And one of them was, the atmosphere in the shop is like no other. There's no place that I would rather be. And I shared that quote with you earlier this week. And I think that is the reason that we do what we do. Um, You know, everybody finds a niche at some point in high school. uh, And we hope that this is the niche for a lot of our students. And uh, just to know that students are so excited to be in the ag shop, to be in the ag classroom all the time really makes us feel like we're doing the best job that we can do. I agree with that. And, you know, I, I liked, uh, that's not quite what we're talking about here, Mr. Arthur. That's in this week. My goodness. You're, you're skipping ahead, Mr. Arthur. Oh, Uh, well, it's fine. It's fine. We're, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're having computer difficulties and, we're sharing uh, basically one computer between the two of us. Um, so that's no big deal. I, I did want to, before we move on, Mr. Arthur, to the next segment, I wanted to uh, tell you or remind you, because this was my favorite quote from the week and several of mine said it, uh, or not from the week, but from the last episode. I said, Mr. Arthur, or actually I said this, Mr. Arthur, they would have to live like Patrick Starr. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah, I remember. That was good times. But I think, uh, really, as we go into the next segment, the part, somebody said, spreading the good word of agriculture to children. And that was their favorite part. And uh, I think that's what we're trying to do every day. Mm-hmm. Spreading the good word. Mr. Arthur, do you have anything from last week's episode? I don't think so. All right. Well, we are going to go into the first real segment. (music) 
All right, guys, I just went into Mr. Arthur's office and I moved the Nerf gun that was on the floor because Mr. Arthur kept jumping it. Uh, I jumped the gun. Yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> so this week, as Mr. Arthur pointed out, uh, we have been asking some of y'all some questions and we we're really hoping because, you know, we weren't able to see y'all every day that we are going to be able to use some of that and just talk about the things that maybe y'all like about the ag department maybe some memories that y'all have in the ag department or anything really that pertains to ffa as a whole and uh mr arthur go ahead and share some more with us all right so the second quote that i had that i really liked from why do you enjoy this class or ffa one of my ag students and she said hey, in the morning because we always have fun and, and i think that's so important that when they come in in the morning it kind of sets the tone for the day for me i know and uh so I, I hope that that's been the case for everybody i know we're a little silly and goofy some mornings but i really enjoy uh getting to start off with that very large group and have fun with them uh, i take offense to that because i try to be goofy every morning and you said some mornings well, you know, it is well, what it is. You know, I, and I, you know, that's the thing that we uh, had been doing. I think they didn't really notice how goofy we were until homecoming week. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, it sets that tone. It gets them in the, because, you know, we get these kids, you know, they, they get out of the car, they get off the bus, they get out of their car, whatever. They, they go through a checkpoint, they pick up their breakfast and, uh, they walk the P to the ag department and uh, it, I mean, they're, they're just tired anyway. And so if we can help wake them up before class gets started, I think that's a great thing to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, one thing that I saw Mr. Arthur and I was really excited about this. I told them, uh, I asked for them to say, uh, you know, what, what are reasons why you're happy that we are, why there is an ag department? Why are you happy that we have FFA? And, you know, one of the students said they, they love the program that relates to real life. It helps them learn basic skills. And, and that was something that they, it, it was a, a constant thing that a lot of kids were saying. And I think it's something that hmm. one of the reasons why me and you are both in agriculture education but you know one student on theirs they took time out of another question and said that they wanted to learn more about the the topic that we were doing this week which was food science and i think yeah. you know talking to you and I, you have a, a special connection to that and i think we're gonna do something pretty special in the next few weeks with that yeah, i hope so uh, so definitely be on the lookout for something big that's going to come from that. And uh, it's going to be, I think that's potentially going to be something that uh, they'll talk about. And next year when we do these questions, that'll be something they are saying. Yeah, I think uh, we're not going to spill too many of the beans yet, but I think, uh, you know, we've, we've strive to help our students create memories on a daily basis. And I think you're right. I think that's going to be one that um, some students are really, really going to enjoy and remember for a long time. Sure. So, 
uh, one other thing I wanted to say is the Ag One uh, kids kept bringing up the cricket protein bars, Mr. Arthur. Oh, they enjoyed that, or That's they didn't enjoy it? their favorite memory. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure oh. if they enjoyed when we had cricket bars. Uh, for for the students that aren't in Ag One, Mr. Arthur, can we just review what the cricket bars were? Yeah, so we did a, a lesson with our students about sustainability and growing population in Ag One, and I I think my Ag Two students did it uh, as well, where I brought in some cricket protein bars, which are simply exactly what they sound like. It's um, protein that comes from the insect crickets. Um, but I didn't tell them that's what it was until after they ate it. Uh, you know, and I kind of compare that to if you like eating your Big Mac and large fry and Coke from McDonald's. Uh, if we don't, or if we're not sustainable and we don't watch the population growing at a, a alarming rate, that could be our meal. And uh, I enjoyed the lesson. And, and I think some of the students really did enjoy it because uh, we got a lot of laughs out of it. But I was kind of hoping uh, that they would remember that for a long time. And I, maybe... That's going to be the case. Well, here we are, you know, nine weeks after, two and a half months, and two hurricanes later. Some of them still remember, Mr. Arthur. Uh, so, so maybe yeah. that will be. I agree. I, I hope that that's something that they remember for a long time. Uh, did you have any other other questions you wanted to address some of their answers to, Mr. Arthur? Yeah, I had one more, and I had two quotes from that as well. Um, I had asked, "What was their favorite?" ag memory from this mm-hmm. semester because um, I'm just kind of curious what you know specifically out of this semester what they got out of it one of them was from our officer retreat um, one of our officers said that it was a quote from me that I don't remember saying but she says I did because a day that I'm not sassy is a day that I don't <laughs> feel well um, which I guess is true no, don't feel well or tired but and then more of an, an ag uh, quote that I got from one of our Ag One students is when Eli Little created a new P law motion known as double division. Uh, you know, props to, to uh, Eli for that. Maybe we can get that in Robert's rules before uh, too I'll, I'll long. I'll start writing but, up the revision. Uh, I'll, I'll start writing up the suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely an excellent learning experience on Eli's part. And not to call him out, but she she did in her in her quote. So. I, I got there a question, is. Mr. Arthur. Do you think next year in the P-Law unit that we can make them come up with their own motion, a new motion? Yeah, I'm sure we can work I something I think that'd out. be interesting. So, uh, wow. what what? Uh, I, I'm so glad we, we took time out of our uh, – or we added to our assignments this week to kind of have some reflection on, you know, where we're at, what we've learned, what, what the kids are picking up. And that was something that we tried to do last week on the podcast is we just kind of summed up the, the lessons that we had taught. And, and so I think that was right. a good time of reflection as we're going into this holiday season. Well, and I think, Mr. Riley, that a lot of students didn't quite understand why we were asking those questions, but it's been a long week without them. So just to get to see some of their personality through answering some questions, was it was fun. I think. Exactly. I mean, that's – it's – what kids don't understand is something that I kind of fully don't understand. And that's the, the feedback circle, the, the communication. Right. And and it's, and it's nothing Mm -hmm. without that feedback. And and that's something that, you know, I think 
every teacher that is having to teach virtually right now is struggling with because we're used to having that hey guys are you understanding that that kind of moment you know raise your hand if you right. understand do i need to go back do i need to slow down do i need to speed up we're missing that mm-hmm. and so any anytime we're able to yeah. add that into our virtual assignments i think it's a good thing i agree well mr riley before we end this segment uh this section of the segment um, i wanted to to ask one of my ag questions this week and um the question is an offspring of two animals or plants that are of two different breeds varieties and species is called a what and i'll repeat that one more time an offspring of two animals or plants that are of two different breeds, varieties, or species. And uh, that's going to be a hybrid. And for those of you who um, have not yet gotten to animal and plant science, you'll learn about that as soon as we get back. Um, So, you know, we've talked several times, Mr. Riley, about how excited we are about animal science. And that's one of the things we'll talk about in animal science. And I know you'll cover that in plant science. Uh, with your students whenever yeah, you get uh, for the listeners who are trying to uh, buffer through and uh, uh, scratch through and, and find the answers that was hybrid uh, Mr. Arthur kind of cut out for a second when he gave the answer uh, oh, okay. which which is kind of a bummer because you gave the definition or the question so eloquently and then the anchor once again is trying to fold us Mr. Arthur <laughs> I appreciate your opinion. No, it's fine. Uh, the, I think it records on my end. Uh, so I kind of get the, mm-hmm. the master copy on my end. Uh, and your reception is kind of poor tonight. I, I don't know what's happening. We'll try to fix that when we go into the next segment. Uh, but, okay. Mr. Arthur, that was what we've had the kids doing this week. You know, in addition to their studies, they were answering some of those questions. And, you know, we're just having stuff to build on and, and just see where their head's at. But what were we doing right. this week, Mr. Arthur? We were busy this week. This week has been, um, you know, usually when we don't have students, we're doing a lot of virtual online stuff for them. Uh, this week, that wasn't exactly all that we did. We, um, we're very busy preparing our area officer candidates for their uh, upcoming nominating committee session on Saturday. So we have Lauren Poole, Annie Hurd, and Peyton Little, who will be up here uh, most of the weekend preparing for hopefully a, a shot at being an area officer. And we've got three very good candidates who are going to represent Winfield Senior High School in a very good light. I- Mr. Arthur, I, I'm going to be a little arrogant for a, just a brief second because this is this is family talking. Um, I I don't see how hmm, I'm, I, I should bite my tongue on part of what I'm about to say, but we have three excellent candidates. Uh, we do. It, it's kind of hard when you're that close to something that is. Uh, so special it's hard to really get perspective on how good the candidates that we have are uh but i I think they're they're special and all of them have an opportunity to be some of the best in the area for sure yeah i agree with you know that's from limited talk i mean we've been zoom calling all week 
you know, making right. sure they're they're comfortable, that they're ready, and we probably need to schedule a, a check-in with them tomorrow. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, just to, you know, kind of make sure we have everybody on the same page. But uh, I, I'm very anxious to see what happens with nominating committee. I agree with you. I think they're, and we talk about the raw talent that we had with these students, and I think um, they're incredible leaders in our organization. And I know that they're going to be incredible leaders on the area level. And, you know, they'll all three be forced to listen to this podcast at some point. Uh, I think yes. it's important the way we are trying to build a program and, and, you know, continue to build this program that's already built. I think it's important that they had such a role in our POA. They had such a role in planning for this year because all Mm -hmm. three of them in their essays, to some extent, talked about the responsibilities that they were handed this summer. And and I thought that was special because they weren't trying to make up something about, you know, what is servant leadership, but they know what servant leadership is. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's special. Well, Mr. Riley, what else did we well, Mr. Do Arthur, I'm, I'm looking at it, and again, I lost my notebook. Uh, we, we're in a saga of me losing notebooks, and I, I bought this set of notebooks that had pictures of national parks on the cover of them, because you know I love my mm-hmm. national parks. And uh, That's right. I, I'm still struggling to find it. I was gonna write. I was gonna journal this week. Uh, hopefully, I can attempt that for next week. But you know, we, before we sat down, I was like, Mr. Arthur, what did we do this week? And you told me something. I was like, Mr. Arthur, I need to know what we did on Monday. And you go, That was Monday. I'm like, No, that was Tuesday. And you're like, Then I don't know what we did Monday. Um, Mr. Arthur, on Monday, we. We're wrapping up fundraising things. We were uh, mm-hmm. making deposits, making sure orders were correct, and and all that kind of stuff. And that was a that was a, a, a task. That, that was a it definitely was uh, In addition to that, uh, I've reorganized my office, and uh, mm-hmm. it's not fully to uh, where we want it, but it's getting there. It's getting there. And that, that was pretty much Monday, Mr. Arthur. Uh, but Tuesday, we had uh, a full day with area officer candidates. And me and you are potentially about to make, well, I guess as of today, we are making a big purchase. Uh, we are mm-hmm. buying a, uh, a new trailer for the ag department. Which is kind of funny because we had Ag One debating trailers in P Law for two weeks, and we uh, here we are making, as we like to say, money moves. And uh, mm-hmm. we have a trailer now that we can move plants, engines, tables, the stage for the homecoming <laughs> celebration, electricity, electricity boards. Uh, we could, I think, have a. Uh, I, I think it could be a uh, a cabin when we go to camp next year. Like it, it's a large space. Definitely, definitely. Could. So uh, you know, we've been we've been dealing with that a couple of days, 
Uh, I had an experience yesterday, Mr. Arthur, before you were back in town. Uh, some of our uh, bright young scholars uh, went around town and uh, they, they brought us some boxes uh, for our our turkey our turkey delivery day and uh, very, very very much appreciated. appreciated it's one of those things that you had told one of them you had told Jacob like hey man if you think about it get me some boxes get us some boxes we need some <laughs> and he took that to heart Mr. Arthur and uh so he he's really that really helped uh, with Jacob and Connor and Malachi and you know, that that really helped and uh, helping run the departments more smoothly. But that really, Mister Arthur, today uh, me and you were able to spend some time in the woods, get gathering some things for our forestry class. Uh, you know, we have started those tree ID videos trying to make a full set of all that for our forestry course and uh, thankfully we were able to spend some time in the woods which was much needed on my part uh, you know with our, I agree with, with that with. truncated uh, forestry season that has been shoved and pushed and prodded and poked and all uh, I've really missed my time in the woods and so I was able to get a little bit of that today and that was much needed I think yeah, I agree. Great trip. Great trip today. And uh, Mr. Arthur, I'm looking at it. Uh, hmm. I think, I think that's it. I think we need I to move so on too. before these kids fall asleep. Or before you fall mm-hmm. asleep. It, you know, it can happen. It could happen. So I think that is all for where is this? The week that was, uh, we are about to go into the next segment. I'm waiting for the goofy, Mr. Arthur. Where's Goofy? There it is. So we are into the next segment. When is this? This is FFA News. These are the happenings around the chapter, district, area, state, and this week, even national news, Mr. Arthur. National news? That sounds like the worst news station name that you could have. (laughs) This week on national news. So, Mr. Arthur. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at hmm. do you want to start with local or do you want to start with national let's build up i say we start with uh, uh, local that sounds like a plan so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna start mr arthur i'll let you hit the the major things for the local and then i'll hit the national that sound like a plan all right i'm gonna try to remember what what happened locally so let's give it a shot well, I'm talking about for the chapter for you. Uh, so this week, uh, we are finally at Area Officer Nominating Committee. We are finally going to put, and we talked about that earlier, but that is something that was supposed to be at the end of May, beginning of June, got pushed to July, got pushed mm-hmm. to August, 
it got pushed to the week of the hur- first hurricane and then it was put on hiatus <laughs> until the first available thing and so we're finally there i'm so excited these kids have been up and down and up and down getting ready and then having to wait getting ready and having to wait and i'm so excited that they'll finally be able to show what they know yeah uh mr arthur i was thinking yeah. now you could talk about the fundraiser stuff okay so first off i want to say thank you thank you thank you to everyone who went out and sold items for our thanksgiving fundraiser uh, we did very well um, but we're still not to our goal yet so we need to really really sell for uh, our christmas sale though that money will be due on december the first and those orders will come in on december the 18th is that right mr riley the 18th you said december 18th yeah i think it's december 18th it's when they'll be here yeah it's that wednesday is it 16th or they it's the 16th december Uh, 16th turkeys are uh thanksgiving is in on the 18th okay remember and then uh we mentioned that thanksgiving sale those turkeys will be in uh this next wednesday on the 18th um we will send out a time for you guys to come up and pick up um your orders and then you can distribute those accordingly Uh, but be watching your email uh, be watching for some stuff be posted on google classroom so you know what time to come get your turkeys it's very very important that you guys come up at that time to get them so we can keep everyone spread out and also to get those moved because we don't have the freezer space to store nearly a thousand items that we ordered so again thank you keep selling for christmas that money's going to be due december 1st and be waiting on a time to come pick up your thanksgiving order and when we send out those times mr arthur it is very very important that they reply to us so yes. they know that so we know that they have gotten that information yeah uh, because if we do not get that we will have to be calling phone numbers yes uh, because like you said we do not have the freezer space and uh unless unless you're hiding a freezer from me like i don't have one at my house nope and uh you know i mm, we'd be hard pressed to find enough room in about 20 houses to that's uh, right so very very ultra important so y'all be on top of your game uh finish strong as as a coach might say mm-hmm. um, so that is really mr arthur do you have anything else at the chapter level i don't think so i think that's about it uh i would like to before we move on uh i'm thankful for everybody that did help with operation christmas child while they had the opportunity Mm -hmm. uh thankful for that i i'm hoping next year we've built up a little bit so next year will be a little bit bigger right uh, but i think it was a, a decent first year and i think it'll be even better next year I agree. And uh, now, Mr. Arthur, national news coming to you on tape delay. National (laughs) news. So I believe it was this week, Mr. Arthur. Did we find this out this week? Or was it last week? I think it was last week. I think it was last week. I'm ashamed. I should have talked about this last week, but I think it's so cool. We have a push this year at the at the local level of having more supervised agricultural experiences, 
more SAE projects. And we are hoping with those projects that we can take their applications, uh, really just write up a description of what they did, kept uh, track of the hours and time that they put into it. And we can put those up for what's called proficiency awards. We recognize proficiency awards at a state convention. There are state winners for every one of the different award areas. And those go on to nationals. Well, at national convention, they award a national winner. And something that hasn't happened very much in the history of Louisiana's State Association of FFA is we have not had many winners in proficiency awards yeah. at, the, at the national level. I, I'm thinking it was somewhere in the neighborhood of three going into this year. Mm-hmm. It was definitely let. Uh, it was definitely less than six total. Mm-hmm. And that's with you know the proficiency award program being over 80 years old, right? Uh, somewhere, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, Mr. Arthur, this year we didn't have one. We had two, two proficiency award national winners. And that, that is something that is just staggering to me. Like, I remember a few years ago, we had a national finalist. Yeah. And that was groundbreaking. Yeah. But what we found out was uh, the first one that was awarded at the convention was William Gaspard of the LaSasse chapter. He was the 2020 winner in ag communications which is really special and you know you said that he interned at uh what twyla yeah farm bureau and twyla yeah which is so cool and you know with his application he was the national winner with that that win that was our first proficiency award national winner since 2005 yeah which is crazy to me because that was the convention where i had just became an ffa paid member Wow. And that would have been, I would have been a paid member in August. And then mm-hmm. two months later, we would have had our last National Proficiency Award winner. Mm. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, he won his. And then they, the way they staggered him was it was across a couple of different days. A day or so later, we find out that Alex Walker of the Quitman FFA chapter is the 2020 national FFA winner in vegetable production. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time, you know, Williams was, you know, technically the first time that we had a winner since 05. Alex made this the first time we have ever had two winners in the same year. Wow. And that's incredible because now we're getting into talks of productive states right yeah we've always been like the kid brother uh situation where everything we do they're like oh look at them good right but now we're starting to have a a voice on the national level and, and it's crazy to me because at nationals we used to be decent at forestry we used to be decent at parliamentary law and i'm talking about you know statewide right and that was it you know, uh, we had the Deerman uh, siblings that they were, you know, what, national runner-up? Yeah, both of them. And, uh, you know, forestry was always in the top ten at nationals. 
uh, parliamentary law is typically in the top eight. It's not always in the top eight. Uh, but but those are things that we are consistently pretty good at. Mm-hmm. But now we, we are becoming more of a force because a couple of years ago we had a national officer. Mm-hmm. When we had that, that was the first time in 30 years that we had a national officer. And uh, now we're having national winners and proficiencies. Uh, about five years ago was the first time we had a national winner in a team uh, CDE. Mm-hmm. And now that has uh, happened a few times. Yes. And uh, it, it's something that, you know, the, for historians like you and myself, it's, we're in a special era of Louisiana FFA. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm hoping that especially with the freshmen that we have in, the sophomores that we have in, and even the juniors and seniors, you know, they're not going to have as much time because in the age of, uh, of COVID, you know, they're missing, they've missed this national convention. Right. You know, who knows what happens next October, but hopefully by 22, we have an actual convention that we can go to and spend time at and that kind of thing. But we're in a golden era of Louisiana FFA as a whole. Right. And I'm hoping that we can show kids that and then later they can reflect on that. And I know some of them don't care, but... Mr. Arthur, I'm willing to bet that at least one student in the Ag Department right now is going to be agriculture teacher like you and myself. Yeah, that's, that's the, hope. the hope. And so they're going to have gone through and been an active FFA member during some of the best years of Louisiana as a whole. And I think that's special. Right. Well, you know, when we found out, it's, it's been a, probably a month or so ago or maybe more but William and Alex were both national finalists. I thought that was so neat. And then I had an opportunity to judge uh, the National Proficiency Awards to determine uh, the winner in uh, ag processing. So neat. And I got to see the excellent projects that kids all across the country were doing. And then to see two of those uh, proficiency applications come back as national, fi- national champions, it's incredible. And I, I congratulate both of those guys all the hard work that they did and uh, you know I hope that in a few years we have a, a national champion uh, proficiency application as well I think we definitely could I, I, we have several projects that are good projects and we you know it's just one of those things that takes time to build up that quality uh, portfolio mm-hmm. that quality application and uh, but, but you know not taking anything away from those two I mean that is just incredible yeah it is. And, uh, I'm so happy to just be around for that, you know. So, Mr. Arthur, that is all the FFA news I have. I don't have anything else to add. All right. So, let's... Uh, oh, Mr. Arthur, do you have a question? Oh, I do. Thank you. got so excited. So, I don't. I forgot. So, ag question number two. So, for those of you that email me tomorrow and say I couldn't find your question I'm telling you it's ag question number two there will be three what is the meat from a sheep called what is the meat from a sheep how old is that sheep Mr. Arthur this sheep would be over uh, one year old just had to clarify yeah thank you for that 
And the answer is mutton. M-U-T-T-O-N. Mutton. All right. I, I hope everybody was able to get that. I hope as they are scrubbing through the podcast, they're able to find these questions, Mr. Arthur. Well, we're labeling them the best we can. <laughs> so, I think, Mr. Arthur, that wraps us up for when is this? Let's go on to the next segment. All right. Let's do it. Hello, Mr. Arthur. How's it going? You know, it, it's going great. Long time no speak. Ooh, long time no speak. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Mr. Arthur, I think that really means I'm old. Yeah, that's true. So, Mr. Arthur, I think if we follow the trend of the past couple of episodes, okay, I, I believe I go first on the quote. Is that correct? Okay. I think so. All right. So, Mr. Arthur, I'm actually going to use a quote that was sent in by one of my students this week. All right. All right. So, one th- I asked, you know, we ask different things every day. Right. I believe, was it today I asked if there's one thing you wanted me to know? It wasn't today. It was Tuesday. But yeah. Okay. It's been the most recent. I think it was today. Okay. So, I asked the students, I said, you know, if there's one thing you want me to know, let me know. And I had, you know, some say, I want you to know that I have uh, siblings or I have two siblings or I've been going to Winfield my whole life or I just moved here or, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Well, Natarica Starks took this opportunity to share with me a quote. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share that as my quote today because I loved it so much. From Colin Powell, one of the, uh, a great leader of the late 20th, early 21st century, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, a dream does not become reality through magic. It takes sweat, determination, and hard work. And it's hard for me not to think about two things, Mr. Arthur. One is the thing that we talk about almost every week with quotes is, you know, me and you and the work we're trying to put in. Right. You know, we're not under the assumption that it's just going to happen. Right. You know, one of those things that me and you were raised not to believe in luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we... Eddie and I think Ricky would both preach to us that hard work is what makes things happen. That's right. And, uh, you know, that this quote really sums that up. But then I think about a couple of the things that me and you have told our area officer candidates this week. And it's the same things that we've told the officer team as a whole. And I really have tried to preach this to Ag One. You know, have your passion in life. Work hard. Things don't just happen, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm one of the most whimsical people I know, Mr. Arthur. I'm, uh, I'm definitely one that always has my head stuck in the clouds. Would you agree? Yeah. That is that is that just putting it nicely? Yeah, that's fair. 
<laughs> but I don't think that things just happen. I know things don't just happen. I love dreaming. I, I love thinking about what could happen. But right. it doesn't just happen because I, I wanted it to happen. You know, mm. it's not magic. It's nope. not magical. It, it's something that takes sweat, determination, and hard work, just like Mr. Powell said. And I, I think that's something that the quicker you realize that, and the, the quicker you realize that you don't have to stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just have to work towards that dream. That's right. And, and whether that's trying to get an A on Dr. Cole's essays, or whether it's trying to get into a college you wanted to get into, or whether it's getting a job at max. Whatever you're shooting for, you have to work for it. I think it's important you just said that. I think it's oftentimes we, we think goals or dreams can be too small. And, and that's never the case. You have to set goals and, and dream. Uh, and even if it is just a stepping stone, because everything that you accomplish uh, should have been a goal at some point. Absolutely. Bring it back. Absolutely, Mr. Arthur. The, uh... Well, our, uh, my quote this week absolutely goes with your quote, which I love when that happens. I do too. Um, and I love when I find quotes and I have no idea who the person is that said it, but that really doesn't matter, right? No. Simon Sinek, I believe, uh, was penned as the the author of my quote. He's a motiva- motivational speaker from the UK. But it ties right back into, we talk about hard work, we talk about determination. Um, and how many times, Mr. Riley, do you have a kid come in to your classroom and tell you that they're stressed? More times than I wish it did. And, and we're dealing with high school students, right? And mm-hmm. so they really should not be feeling a level of stress, per se, that they're putting themselves through or that they really are going through. Um, but this quote that I came through across this week kind of put it in perspective for me because all the time people will be like, you look stressed. I'll be like, I am stressed. But am I really stressed? And and that's kind of where my quote's going this week. It said, working hard for something we do not care about is called stress. Working hard for something we are passionate, uh, that we love is called passion. And I like so that. that, you know, we say that, you know, our job has a stressed out. Well, if we love our job, you know, that's, that's passion and passion can cause a little bit of distress, <laughs> but never, <laughs> uh, you know, stress in itself. So I, I wow. I, I love that, Mr. Arthur. I, I, that really gives you a, a new perspective on what stress is. Mm hmm. Because, you know, me and you both have nights where we can't sleep because of, you know, something we're passionate about, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, that passion really is, you know, what drives a lot of what we do around here. Right. Uh, because dreams are something that we have to work for. And uh, wow. I, I was looked up uh, Mr. Simon as you were talking, Mr. Arthur. Mm-hmm. And he has a golden circle which talks about uh, a perspective of the influence of successful leaders and organizations. Mm-hmm. And he, he says to start with why. You, you should start with why 
and then work up how and then go up to what and hmm. uh I don't know. I thought that was interesting. His book is Start With Why. Start With Why. Okay. I think that's Matthew, check that out. Yeah, I think that's uh, that might be interesting. Sometimes motivational speakers get a little too uh, too much. Theoretical? Yes. That, that's, that, I, I was struggling to come up with a uh, polite way to put it, but sometimes they act like they've never lived a day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like that. I like that. So, Mr. Arthur, do you have anything else for quotes? I'm going to go up, wrap it up with my last ag question, Mr. Riley. Okay. So, I, I wanted one of our quotes this week to be related to the holiday season. I mean, one of my questions. I, I need to go to sleep. Anyway. <laughs> um, and I thought about Thanksgiving. And what is the number one staple for Thanksgiving? Uh, would that be a turkey, Mr. Arthur? A turkey, yes. It's the turkey. And I got to thinking, because I didn't know, so I don't feel bad that you didn't know this, how many turkeys are consumed on Thanksgiving in the U.S.? Oh, gosh. Mr. Riley, I want you to take a wild guess. <laughs> wild. Um, all right, Mr. Arthur. Hmm. I'm thinking, how many uh, people are in America? Are we at 400 million? Not quite 400 million. Okay. So if the average household has four people, there's 100 million households. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say 20 million turkeys. Okay. Not not bad. It was actually 44 million. Oh, my goodness. And then I dug a little deeper because you think about the poultry industry and, and for those of you that hadn't got to that animal science unit yet, you're going to get to this. You think about turkeys only being used during the holiday season, right? I mean, obviously you can buy that sliced turkey and things like that in the deli, but for the most part, the major production of turkeys comes at holiday season. Well, just over half, um, or just under half, excuse me, of the turkeys consumed are consumed at Thanksgiving. 22 million are consumed at Christmas and 19 million are consumed at Easter. Coming out to a grand total of 85 million turkeys per year at holidays in the U.S. So, for those of you who endured all that that I just said, the answer to Mr. Arthur's question was 44 million. I wanted to know how many turkeys are consumed for Thanksgiving in the U.S., 44 million. But just if you care at all, and I think it's kind of neat, about 85 million turkeys are consumed every year in the United States for holidays. Interesting, Mr. Arthur. Interesting. I like it. Uh, I'm about to uh, end this segment, Mr. Arthur. Okay. But uh, real quick, I, I think a lot of people really enjoyed the uh, clearance section of Walmart segment that we had. Mm -hmm. And me and Bethany used some of our uh, ample free time that we have to go to Ruston the other day, Mr. Arthur. Mm -hmm. And uh, when when in Ruston, you gotta go to Walmart. It's it's a fantastic Walmart. I I love that Walmart. Um, Probably because I went to tech, it has special meaning to me. 
But here's the thing, Mr. Arthur. Just in case you need it, they have a mini lamp shade for $4.76. A mini lamp shade. Like, if you have a mini lamp, they have this perfect gray lampshade, very simple and classy, for $4.76. Mr. Ollie, you want to know something? What? I have a mini lamp in my office that needs a shade. You're lying. I'm dead serious. I'll show it to you after this. Well, I think they close at 10. We might have to move it to tomorrow, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's there, and I think that's a problem we need to address. And do you know what the color of the base is, Mr. Riley? What? It's gray. You are lying. I'm not. I'm dead serious. Here's the thing, kids. You dream it, and then you have to work for it. <laughs> no magic here. No magic here. Okay. Let's go on to the final segment. I, Mr. Arthur, I just, here's the most, you know, we were talking about uh, words every week and, you know, maybe not etymology, but we're talking about definitional words. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know the definition of serendipity is the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. As to say something to the effect of a fortunate stroke of serendipity. I want everyone listening to this podcast to know that I just saw the gray lamp that Mr. Arthur was talking about. It is, in fact, shadeless. And the one that I found at Walmart that I happened to take a picture of is a perfect fit. By any means of by any mean, by any stretch of the definition of serendipity, I believe we have found a fortunate stroke of serendipity. The Isle of Serendipity. Exactly! That's what I'm saying. You know, whether it's that stupid air filter that is still on sale at the Winfield Walmart, or whether it's a lampshade in Ruston, Louisiana, you can find things that you Mm -hmm. may need. Mr. Arthur... Real quick, real quick. Okay. I think we have to take this opportunity to tell our students how to spell aisle. We struggle <laughs> with that. <laughs> do you want me to cover that? I want you to cover it because I, I'm not an English student, but I do know that I-S-L-E is like an island with water. But here's the weird thing, Mr. Arthur. I-S-L-E is, uh, you know, something in the middle of, that is surrounded by water. Yes. Okay. Uh, the weird thing about it is, that is an isle, correct? That yes. Like A-N isle, like an isle, yes. that, like, that's mm-hmm. an isle. Okay, but here's the thing, an isle in a store, an isle in a store is A-I-S-L-E. Mm-hmm. And that is really where you see that the English language is weird. It is. And and the student that I'm talking to will oh, know who they are. They will be very upset and I will get a very sassy email. And that's okay. That's why I'm here. 
Well, but but here's the other thing. When I made the joke about the the aisle of misfit toys or whatever I said, mm-hmm. that was an actual island. That was an aisle mm. in the Rudolph movie. Yeah. Like, and and so it really is a uh, a conflict of interest. Wow. So okay. I I don't I don't know, Mr. Arthur. Okay. Uh, it really depends on context, which is the same with the rest of the English language. That's right. Which is why you know a lot of people struggle with it, including myself. Mm-hmm. But here we are, Mr. Arthur. We digress. We digress. Um. You, you told me earlier that you were getting bored with coming up with basketball quizzes mm-hmm. which I think really just shows you that you uh, were tired of me getting questions wrong uh, I feel like that this is an attack on me and I'm okay with that <laughs> but Mr. Arthur last week in my email to all my precious students at Winfield Senior High School, I said, guys, I want y'all to have more of an input in this final segment of the show. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, I love doing bands that I love. I love uh, showing you the music that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, uh, last week we did uh, One Direction, Graceland, uh, you know, kept begging for us to do, or kept begging me for me to quiz you on One Direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I opened it up to everybody. I said, "Hey, if you if you want to uh, have a part in it, you know, send me the name of a band that you want to be featured in the show." And 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 so th- I did, but I also gave them the choice they could opt out and they could just say GBR forever. GRB. Mr. What what does GBR mean? Go big red. Go big red. Go big red forever. I think uh, if I can send any of our students off into the world, just remember, go big red forever. But here is the thing: all of our students love old music. Mm-hmm. I I got an overwhelming response of classic bands, classic rock bands, which I don't know if they're trying to cater to your taste or if our students have just been stuck in a car with their parents and grandparents. It's definitely the second one. Well, um, <laughs> I'm okay with that. So you, know, you said I, you said an overwhelming majority of your students said stuff. I think that's excellent, right? Yes. But yes. did Connor Johnston send something in? Uh, he did. I, we, I don't believe we are using Connor's suggestion. I believe Connor just responded back, GRB. Oh, oh, he did. That is correct. Go red big. (laughs) I can't believe you're calling my son out like that. Yeah, well, I like the kid. Okay, well, in in any terms, by any measure, here we go. Mr. Arthur. All right, I'm ready. I'm not going to uh, say who gave me this band. The, the student that gave me the band will definitely hear this tomorrow, uh, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have a, a shout-out. Um, I picked this one because I love this band, and I knew nothing about them. Okay. 
and I love them for two songs that are on their first album, and that's all I really know. Do I know this band? Uh, yes, yes, okay. you do. Uh, I think me and you sang this at the tailgate before the homecoming game. That's scary. Okay. Because their their number one song of all time was on our homecoming playlist, Mr. Arthur. Oh, oh, was it on uh, Bridesmaids? Not that one. Oh, Mr. Arthur, I'm going to tell you, like I will tell anybody that will care to listen, that I was raised in a world where the radio said we are playing the hits of the 70s, 80s, and today. Because <laughs> I'm that old. So anytime I'm talking about classic music, it was from the 80s or before. All right. Because I am old, Mr. Arthur. But anyway, Boston. Boston, yeah. Boston. Boston is an American rock band from Boston, Massachusetts. No. Can you believe it? No. Do you know what the name of their first album was? Boston. Boston. Anyway, uh, American rock band from Boston, Massachusetts, which had its most notable successes during the 70s and 80s. Uh, they centered on multi-instrumentalist founder and leader Tom Scholz, mm-hmm. who played the majority of the instruments on the debut album, which I found to be very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, he also had lead vocalist Brad Delp, and they are a staple of classic rock. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody says they love classic rock, they love more than a feeling. Who doesn't yeah. love more than a feeling? Right. Uh, and then Peace of Mind is my other favorite. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, Tom started writing music in 1969 while he was attending which New England University? And I have a pretty good hint for you, Mr. Arthur. I'm hoping so. It's a private university. You call that a good hint? I'm joking. That's the first part of the hint. <laughs> <laughs> This is a private Villanova. <laughs> you call Philly New England? Come on, Mr. Arthur. I don't know. It's up there somewhere. Anyway, it's a private university, one that holds the distinction of being like LSU and that they hold land, sea, and space grants. They also were featured heavily in the film 21, which is about the students that joined a club that went and broke uh, casino uh, uh, taboo by uh, counting cards and winning in blackjack. (laughs) What do you what do you think the answer is, Mr. Arthur? Okay, it's a private university this land, sea, and space grant. Yes. Okay, well, I had no idea that a private university could be land grant. Um, well, we're a bunch of giggle boxes tonight. Okay, um, <laughs> a private university in New England. I feel like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to know this. It's going to be really simple. Okay, it's in Cambridge. It's it's something that smart kids go here. Harvard? Like it has a, it, it's not Harvard. But yeah, that's it's not, that's definitely not a, a C, uh, land grant. No, 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 no. But it, it's a place where smart kids go here. It goes by its initials. Any idea? No, I don't. I guess I've gone a blank. 
It's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Oh, MIT. Yeah, yeah. MIT. Uh, known very much for their engineering, for their math. Uh, it's one of the smartest schools in America, really. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I had um, no idea that was a land grant. That's interesting. I didn't either. And, you know, we talked about uh, Wikipedia last week. Definitely, yeah. this came from Wikipedia. So, uh, but I did do some research, and that is that is the case. Uh, but it's a private research institute, so I mean, it kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. So, Mr. Arthur, okay, back back to Boston. Okay, their debut album released on August twenty fifth, nineteen seventy six. It is one of the best sell best selling albums in U.S. history. Uh, right now, it has sold over seventeen million copies. Wow. Okay, this helped establish them as one of Rock's top acts, and it didn't take long for it to get that way. Uh, they were uh, nominated for the Grammy for uh, Best New Artist. But what was really special is they were the first band in history to make their New York City debut at which major venue? Hint. This arena is in its fourth iteration, but it's been standing in its current location since the 1960s. It's been a major venue for all sports and entertainments, from rodeos to championship basketball. Its current tagline is the world's most famous arena. Madison Square Garden. MSG in the flesh. Yes, sir. Did you know that they hold rodeos in Madison Square Garden? I did, yeah. Have you ever went to one, Mr. Arthur? I've never been to Madison Square Garden. I've always wanted to go. I think we should find a week where they have like seven different kinds of events and go to all of them. I'm game. I did, uh, you know, I'd read before that, and I've seen pictures from rodeos at Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. And I went back to make sure that that was a thing. I didn't want to, you know, misremember. And, uh, June 19th through the 21st of this year, they were supposed to have Rodeo New York sponsored by the Cowboy Channel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I, I think you can have all of those different events there. And, you know, it's in Manhattan. Yeah. Like, can you imagine having to take steers and horses and bulls to. Madison Square Garden. I think I'd rather see that than the rodeo. That ain't no lie. I think that'd be uh, a good time where we could like uh, go find a hot dog cart and and watch those cowboys. Uh, I, I I don't even know where to begin because I'm picturing. You know, I've never been to New York, but I'm picturing like uh, you know New Orleans downtown. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what if you had you know, rodeos at the Superdome kind of thing and and how that would look. And that'd be a travesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be tragical. And, you know, New York would be way worse than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine getting off I-10, going to the Superdome <laughs> with the cattle trailer? Oh, my gosh. Not a bit. Not a bit. That is nothing I want to be a part of. Um, Mr. Arthur, mm-hmm. I have been foolish enough this week um do you have anything else you'd like to add i don't think so i'm ready to be back at school 
I'm ready to be back in that face to face. Yeah, this this virtual life is is tough, but I I appreciate all the students who are doing the work that we're assigning. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't done any of that work, please do it. We have to grade that. Have to you know do the same grades like you're here. So we try to give you a I wouldn't say an easier unit, but maybe a more accommodating unit for online learning. Um, so we're doing everything we can. You've got to do everything you can to complete your work. And we hope to be back with you as soon as possible. I'm trying to put in grades on Mondays and Wednesdays, Mr. Arthur, mm-hmm. or Mondays and Thursdays or, or something like that. And, you know, that way, if they weren't able to do it on Monday or by Monday, they'll get that incomplete or that zero or whatever. And they'll yeah. be like, oh, oh, no, I got to do that. Right. That That's kind of the model I'm trying to follow. It, it's a struggle with everything we have going on in the ag department. Uh, but y'all just know if you get that I, if you get that zero, there's time to make it up. Definitely. Uh, but but we're please, still doing like, that as a reminder. Doing that as a reminder, you get that J call or you get that angry mom or dad or grandparent or, or maybe yourself. Maybe you're getting mad at yourself because you didn't do the work and it's fine. You just need to take care of your business. Yep. So, Mr. Arthur. I have spoke my words. All my songs have been sung. There you go. There it is again. So, guys, we love y'all. So happy to be a part of Winfield Senior High School and Winfield Senior High School Ag Department. And uh, we hope to see you soon. I know your pain. Why right, don't you lock yourself up in these All right, children. Wilson, stop. We'll, all right. Hey, hey, hey.